Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast. Real fans, real talk. We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA. I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure. Real fans, for the fans. Let's go! Hey, it's the Punch Touch Podcast. It's the Punch Touch Podcast. Welcome everybody to Punch Touch Podcast, episode 23. Thank you for pressing play. Step back, bitch slap. That's the name of this episode. Step back, bitch slap. (laughs) Episode 23. With me, I have two of the best guests ever. And this is a pre-show. I, you know, I should have mentioned that uh, from the get-go. This is a pre-show. We will specifically dive deep into what may happen and what tools and weapons uh, that each individual fighter has as they enter into UFC. Is it 266, Professor? 266? That's correct. 266. Yeah. 266. So we're, we're going to analyze that. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to put my guests on the spot and ask them for predictions as well. And, you know, it's, it's, man, it's, it, you don't get trophies if your prediction is right. You don't you don't get a minus if your prediction is wrong. But I'm going to pull it out there and um, hopefully the guests will get um, some form of entertainment from that and an insight and an insight. First of all, welcome. Welcome, welcome, Jacob, the professor. How are you doing, sir? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for having me on, Coach T. I'm very much looking forward to dissecting this beautiful card that's coming up this Saturday evening. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you on. Your your insights are, are great. Um, I, I first remember when we had a conversation, I was in the frozen section of um, Tesco's. Uh, and I was in the frozen section after uh, the farmer said, you know what, this guy knows what he's talking about. He knows about UFC. Here's his number. Call him up. And I'm so glad that uh, the farmer did that. And speaking of the farmer, welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing? Welcome, viewers. Welcome, Coach T. And also welcome, Professor. I am fab, raring to go on the preview. And let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, every, every time, every time the farmer introduces himself, you're so polite. Like, you're like Lois's lame black cousin that just made it through college and university <laughs> and all sorts of shit. <laughs> I tell you, you were so polite. But, like, like, but me, and, me and the professor, we, we know how your tone of voice can change when you get down. <laughs> <laughs> he is though. Am I lying, Professor? He's quite polite. No. That's a simple introduction. He knows. He is very polite at times. Very polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that, man. I love that. So, um, first of all, episode twenty-three, and I'm talking to the viewers now. Step back, bitch slap, and that's what happened when Caleb Plant and Cleno Alvarez um decided to have their face off um if you guys ain't seen the video um basically they they face up in a press conference caleb's wearing a suit so you're not in fighting mode i know fight is always ready but you're in a suit you know it's clark kent mode clark kent mode 
and Alvarez is wearing like a type of relaxed formal dress if he was like chilling in in some Spanish beach where he has to meet people he's never met before but he's just like a formal good dressed so you know so they're not they're not ready to fight but (laughs) when opponents get together that warrior mode kicks in Caleb was saying some shit to Kaleno I don't know what he was saying and then Kaleno got a little bit closer to Caleb Plant, and then he pushed him in his chest hard. He he pushed him like a like a bouncer from the Ministry of Sound, telling some dude you're too high, you're not coming in, mate. And he pushed him really hard, and it was the balance of Caleb that kept him from hitting the ground. Caleb got surprised. He walked up to Mr. Cinnamon like uh, like a slow motion drive by type of thing. He walked up to him. He showed him. His right hand, he said some shit. He lifted his right hand from his waist because his hands were down. And then he tried to bitch slap him with the left hand. Sucker punch. He showed him the right hand over his walking. And he tried to bitch slap Canelo with the right hand. And I think 90% of individuals may have been caught by that. Canelo pulled back. My God, this man stepped back in his fucking Spanish loafers. He pulled back and then came back with a bitch slap. And it was a couple of combinations. Um, I, I don't know if it's true. I've seen some pictures, gents, and I see Caleb got cut. Does uh, does anyone want to um, put any more information on with regards to that cut? Because that will fuck up the fight. What do you guys well, think? It's a great say. Go on. I was going to say Caleb actually did catch him with the pit, with the bitch slap. People said, oh, Canelo missed it. He missed it. He ducked it. He actually did. He watched the slow motion. He actually catches him on the face. Was it like a 50-50 type of, you caught me, but I'm rolling with it? Was it that type of thing? He, oh, rolled, he, with it. He, he rolled with it, but he definitely hit his face. You could see the imprint of the fingers on the face type thing with the slow motion. But okay. again, he, like, he rolled with he, it ain't. that makes sense, yeah. Um, and then obviously that beautiful counter, it's just that muscle memory, just how, like I said to you before, Coach, he's seeing that uh, technique. If you were, if you're a coach and you said, right, okay, here's a, here's a pullback counter, <laughs> counter you 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 show them that clip wouldn't you you just think wow well, that's just beautiful it's straight away through but anyway i'll be quiet go for it farmer he he he, he um beat him before that and here what here what he did that push in the chest he felt his power he startled caleb because that push, it wasn't a normal push, was it? As you said, um, um, Coach T. No, no, it wasn't. It was the type of push that I would, I would do with a medicine ball to yeah, do like exactly. the wall. And it was like a heavyweight pushing a middleweight. Honestly, he pushed him so... And Caleb had he had to, re- he had to retaliate some way, but he tried to out-trick him. And he rolled with that punch, and he got clipped. It was, it was divisions of speed. So 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 to... Um, the Mexican, you know, um, Canelo is in his head. He's in his head now. Mm. And, and that's, that's I, I think it's going to be an easy fight. I really do. And hope, hope Caleb's comes to it. But he psychologically, I think he, he won that just by getting to him, eyeballing each other, chatting rubbish, and pulled him, pushed him, because he said the MF word. He said that's where he crossed the line when he said "mother you know. And 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 um, but they don't, they don't need it. They're professionals. They don't need massive motivation. It's just going to put bums on seat. That's all it is. An extra million people to watch it, um, and I'll be one of them. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. Um, I I think um, like uh, the only um the only equivalent uh, good example I can think of with regards to Caleb Plant and what happened there. I think Caleb, if Caleb was a Formula One driver, if he was a Formula e, or even if he was a a, a British uh, superbike driver or just a a Motor GP driver, I think um in in the qualifiers leading up to it. I don't think he's that great in the qualifiers, but I think he's good on race day. From from um, past fights that I've seen with Caleb, he he adjusts very well. He 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 does adjust his style very very frigging well, and that's um, I don't think that's something you can teach. I think that's something um in, embedded within him. I I I just don't think he has the same uh, stage awareness of massive big fights like Kaleno does like he's done that from young from Mayweather young and um yeah he definitely lost that that round of um the war of of, of you know minds and, and and will domination dominating one another's well you know point scoring shit he he definitely lost that but I do feel that Caleb steps up on on um fight night um what do you guys think about that first of all farmer what do you think about that what I just said. Do you, um, initially, like, initially, I, 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 I always thought it was gonna be a tough fight. I just think it's gonna be an easy fight for Canelo. I, I'm perhaps I got my one eye on today. Um, apologize for saying that, but I just think it's gonna be a run of the mill easy win. Once he finds out Canelo's power and will, um, the middle rounds, Canelo's gonna take it. And I know I, I could not surprise by round seven, eight, or nine knockout to Canelo is a win win. I can't see any any way Caleb winning this. Um, Professor, um, your predictions for Kaleno and Plant, what do you think? I only know enough about Kaleno, if I'm honest, I, to, to be able to comment, and I'm trying best not to be biased, but I don't know. I think the only thing that comes to mind is Plant obviously has way taller, so I can only assume he has a longer reach. Um, and it's just a case of trying to... Uh, if he is sensible with his reach, then yeah, he could he could play it to his advantage. The fact that Canelo's already coming in and I've already caught him, got his confidence up, is that could that be a trip up? Do you see what I mean? Going with too much confidence into it, yeah, could be. Could go either way. Could go either yeah. way. If you playing devil's advocate, if you see what I mean, um, it's interesting. On another note, Coach Ti, this is a little bit of a flashback. You know, we talked on a previous podcast about a, a chest push that led to a concussion. Yeah, yeah, UFC. yeah. Do you remember that? East spine. Yeah. That was a lot more harsher. No concussion was no concussion happened. Yeah, that's how mad that was at that time. Anyway, little off track, little side comment there. But yeah, um, I don't know enough about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I want to interject there, uh, Professor. That's a good side comment, and you're right. You're you're absolutely right because that that push was the equivalent, or maybe even I, I know we're not feeling it, so I'm 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 not being exact, but I'm just assuming, and I know you shouldn't assume, but it's an opinion. This is an opinion thing. This is, this is what we do. We, we're talking about our opinions, whether you agree with it or not. And um, I do feel that that push was harder than, than the push mm -hmm. that caused an injury to that fire. And what you're saying there, um, Professor, that's a very freaking good point. And, and I, think Clem, I think Plant's in shape. Because he was startled, but did you notice that he kind of gathered himself afterwards? Yeah. Seemed like a cheap shot. I'm honest. It, it just seemed like it a cheap was. sort of push. It was. Like, it, I, he, he almost fell over. It was a heavy push. Yeah. It, it, as you said, they're both addressed for a tire for a stare off. Like I, I how can I put it? 
normally with top end fighters, you don't see this sort of. You leave it because you know you're going to fight the guy in the ring at any point. Yeah, there's no point for the for that for the pushing and the pulling and all that sort of stuff unless you are a really fiery person. But Canelo's been in front of Mayweather. Canelo's been in front of obviously Billy Joe. He's been in front of loads of different people. Yeah, of a high standard. Yeah. That's never happened. So, like, he must have said something really, really wrong. A little bit more than just the motherfucker comment. Yeah? Like, that's just a chuck around word. Yeah? If you'd be precious on that, there must be something else going on behind the scenes, I think. But anyway. Yeah, and, and also, um, um, I've only seen one one person get underneath um, Keleno's professional skin. And and that yeah. was um Billy Joe because Billy Joe's great at that. I've I've I don't know if it's a pattern. I don't know if it's an Irish algorithm of boxing that, um, if it's a big fight <laughs> on a platform that everyone is witnessing, play play mind games. And and I'm just going by um Tyson Fury. Fury's not the same. Even um what's his name? Uh, that Love I Love Island dude. He doesn't, yeah, yeah, he talks he talks some trash talking, but he's not as intense. It's not like you know, it's not not as intense, it's not like David Hay putting, you know, making a t-shirt with, with character caricatures of his opponent's family getting massacred. Mm. It weren't like that. But um I, I do notice that the chess games w- were being played, and Alvarez usually it I think it fuels him. My god, because what he did to Billy Joe, you you know, it, that was personal. I don't know what do you guys think that was a uh, a little bit of an underskinned personal needle fight with Kaleno and Billy Joe from Kaleno's perspective. Oh, that farmer go first for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm asking you, farmer. Do you think Billy Joe got underneath Kaleno's skin? I don't think he did, and I don't think. No, I don't. I just think he just wanted to. He really wanted to hurt him. He just wants to hurt everyone. I think Canelo now, they're going to laugh. Canelo now is getting into realms of like four or five years at the top and he wants to hurt everyone and he doesn't care who's in front of him. His confidence grew when he beat Triple G because after Triple G, that's where his persona changed. Now, let's be honest, if he continues winning on all these different, he's going to be go down to one of the all-time greats because he's got so, I mean, he's talking about going up to um, like heavyweight. You know, up at Bovrock, up, up that way. You know, and he's 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 done a light, he's done light middle, middle, um, super, and light heavy. This guy's on the four or five fights away to be one of the all time greats. And he, he does Roy Jones. Yeah, he, he doesn't care about anyone. And since he's beat Triple G, his confidence and his outlook is just completely. He's just in animal mode. Every time he goes in that ring, he's not friends with nobody. It could be Mary Poppins. He wants to take her head off. Mm. He's doing rooster and he's just demanding respect from everyone. Like just, just thinking he's the best of the best. Do you think that's just his new persona? He's gone. Like, I've done the. I've done everyone and it over. I'm literally just taking things for fun now. Because before, confident. yeah, before we never heard a man speak English. He's speaking English now. You know, he never spoke. He's always in Spanish. He can't. He can't afford private tuition. Yeah, know, I agree. But what before. I'm saying is, for for years they said some people said he can speak, but now, when he what did he? Oh, what was a guy name? He told him to go and do one, and he tried to um, hijack his um, his interview. Uh, Andra Andrade, and he just told him beat beat words all in English. And since then, he's been speaking English openly, telling people what he feels. 
and and, and he, he's just in animal mode, mate. The guy's in animal mode. Every time he comes to fight, I'm excited because if he pulls off the next four or five fights, he has to be spoken in, in the breath of greatness. He has to. Because of the way he's doing, it's incredible. And he's not fighting mugs either. No, no, he's, he's, he's not. He's, he's been fighting monsters from a very young age. Young age, mate. He's incredible, actually. Incredible. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I must mention one thing, though. Like, um, let, let's give... Let's give the people that press play on this podcast, a 360 perspective here. Um, Kleno has a lot of fights. I don't have his record in front of me right now, but he's had a shit load of fights. And and plus in Mexico, you have the ability to turn pro at a younger age that you can do in the Northern American hemisphere and so on. He's had a lot of fights and he's fought a lot of monsters. Um, I think for 50 to 60% of his total fights. Now, this is a bit of a mystery now, yeah? Remember the drugs. Remember, he got caught with performance-enhancing drugs. Now, we're not talking about, uh, uh, you know, like, um, you know, uh, Amsterdam-style, uh, i got a black one and a white one, bit of, you know, cocaine or, or crack or methamphetamine or even weed, even cannabis, like the Diaz brothers from California. It's not even... It's not even um, orientating and specific in your bloodstream like that. We're talking about EPOs and, and a hybrid, a hybrid, a good quality performance enhancing, stretch my muscle fiber, give me some more energy, mitochondria shit. And he did say, oh, he had some, some very hey. tasty beef in a barbecue. Do you remember? Mm, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, got caught. he had EPOs point. in his system. He had performance enhancing drugs. In his system, it's a fact. Yeah, that's a like that's a fact. So, was he on that when he fought Mayweather? How long has he been on that? Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not saying that he was or he wasn't. I'm just saying that there was. There's a little bit of a stain with regards to your natural ability uh, on this, and um. Yeah, that, that could make a very big difference when you're in the trenches and you're emptying your gas tank. What's left? What's left? And is it natural? It's it's a really tricky one because and this is one of the benefits of the UFC because there's no standard testing procedure within boxing. It's all different per federation. You're never going to know. And the amount of money these guys have if you're a tester, unless you'll choose your cause, how much how how, how much money are you going to take? Look at the police force, for example, right in yep. the UK, right? There's plenty of policemen we all know who get paid enough to keep quiet about things. Yeah, all of a sudden you're talking stupid money here, where you can be paid a million dollars just to keep quiet. Would you? Of course, you probably would. Right? Unless you're true to the cause of boxing and purists and all this sort of stuff, it's silly money. Silly money, so it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if he's still running, still doing stuff, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I and let's remember, it's all an effort for him to get glory to win. That's the whole point. Yeah. He would not be doing or taking that risk. It's not just to feed. I'm just going to feed my. No, you fucking want to win. You want to win, and you know that this shit will encourage you to win. Yeah. Unless there's a dark secret in boxing, we we the public, the viewers. The sports fans knew nothing about is is like look mate we all take it but you're not meant to go over a certain amount. 
you know, because it seems like a an ongoing thing, isn't it? That, unless we don't know anything about it in, in, in the top echelon, they all know we all take it, but you're not meant to take over a certain amount of grams. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. Probably a bit silly what I'm saying. but No, it's not silly. It's pharma. Uh, it's not silly. I, because... I get the point there. And and, and uh, someone told me, I'm not going to mention their name, but someone told me that the, the, the lead in the technology and the bioengineering of chemicals and, and stuff like that and playing the game of cat and mouse when Vada is testing you or or finding traces of shit in the air when you're microdosing. I've heard that um, it's like Epson Racecourse, it's Sandhurst, it's, it's Roundtree, it's horses are the guinea pigs of new EPOs. Uh, I'm, uh, I know. What do you guys think about that? I've heard that, that horses... Oh no! It, Middle Eastern it and me. all sorts. They're the they are guinea pigs of EPLs. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Just genuinely would not surprise me one bit because at the same time, there's a lot of things. So um, there's certain medical uh, drugs which are used within bodybuilding. Um, to give you an example, so something called Equipoise. It's called EQ for short. Uh, bodybuilders use it because it increases a horse's appetite. And so when bodybuilders are trying to build muscle, let's say, trying to um, eat more food and because they can't because they're already at high levels, they'll then use things like equipoise to increase their appetite. So the fact it's used with other horses it wouldn't surprise me one little bit. But the thing is, when it comes to testing, it is a cat and mouse game. And this is why they take samples and they keep them for years on end. It's so that once the technology is up to level where they can chase these things, they will check old samples. And that's when some people get popped for things that are three years ago. So... If, if I'm Canelo, I just wouldn't give a fuck right now. I just go, right, let's just keep on doing what I'm doing. Wait until obviously I've retired. Oh, look, Canelo got popped 10 years down the line for something else. He didn't get from monkeys. He's got his money. He's gone away. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You get what I'm saying, though? Like, why the fuck would he give a shit? Like, oh, I've lost my title from 10 years ago. I'm not going to be fighting anytime soon. I've got my money. I'm in my mansion. Got my honeys around me. What more do I need? Mm, and, and to get to that stage, the ultimate question is for you, to get from that Mexican fight pit, working your way, plus you have natural talent, people can see you were born to do this, and then you get to a point where it becomes serious, and then all of a sudden the options change and your crowd of people that you have around you change as well. Exactly. I just feel that he's, you know, yeah, that is a good point. I just feel right now he's chasing greatness because... There's only one Mexican fight we all talk about, and that's Chavez. And um, he wants to be in the same breath as him. And I think he will be once he finishes his career. I really do. I really, really do. I hope Caleb gives a good fight, good time of it. Stand his feet and make life difficult. But I just feel that at the moment, Canelo knows that people are quicker than him, but he wears you down. His last four or five fights, he's been getting people out in the middle rounds. It's something about what he's he, he, his eye is is his boxing IQ now is as you say he's been in the game a long time he's starting to gather that IQ and using it he's actually using his intelligence in that ring and I think people we underestimate that you know because um, I heard his interview about Billy when he against Saunders he knew by round three to four that he, he had him. He said he knew we had him, especially when he hit him. He knew it was over. Mm. You know, yeah. so IQ, he, he got understood. He just said that he was doing boys schoolboy errors. He kept leaning, leaning to one side. It's only a matter of time. He said I was going to hit him. So he, he in and he's going, he's going in with some big guys and and holding his own and beating them. 
let's be honest. Let's be honest on the panel. Did anyone think he was Triple G? He was going to be Triple G. Be honest with ourselves. I didn't. He, well, well, personally, I think he lost the first fight. Personally, yeah, that was close. He lost close, but the return. He, he he fought Triple G. He did a John Jones on Triple G. He fought Triple G's fight. Yeah, he did. That, he, that he, was he, incredible. He changed. He changed like Joshua changed with Ruiz in the second yeah, fight. Yeah, it was magic, mate. It you know, people, you know, he went up. He went up weights. Remember, people forget he was a light middleweight. Oh, he started light middleweight. Yeah, but he, he does like uh, he does like beefy barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I can't argue with that because that was a bit weird about this. I think I think the interesting thing that runs through my mind is if him and Mayweather were to run it back again, would it have been a different outcome? Um, um, uh, Mayweather would. I don't think Mayweather would ever step to um Kaleno um version two point no. I don't think he ever would because um Kaleno learned from that fight and and it was a great fight. Honestly, that. Mayweather, whether you love him or hate him, put the, him. put the personality to one side, even Kaleno, put the personality to one side, because even if you're on EPOs or, or whatever advantage physically, you still need to employ your mind to apply that shit and carry it out. And he's fucking talented, man. He's talented. And speaking of talent, guys, um, I want to do a quick fire round. I want to do a quick fire round. Like no more than uh no more than thirty seconds of a reply as I quick fire questions to both of my guests on this panel, and I'm gonna challenge you guys. I know I didn't speak to you about this, but hey, I'm I'm gonna surprise you like a like a black Dracula in the daylight, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's fair because you you'll be able to see a black Dracula in the daylight. I mean, shit, I don't even need to smile. You'll see it. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Like. You know, surprise? No, not really. But yeah, it's all good. All right. First of all, um, Professor. Mm-hmm. First question. Okay. Uh, Volkanovski versus Brian Ortega for UFC 266 Sunday, 26th of September at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, who do you think is going to win and why? Go. I knew it will be TCA. I'll be honest, T-City, purely for the fact that I think Volkanovski will be overconfident in his grappling and he will get wrapped up in a parcel with that great jiu-jitsu black belt that T-City has. Yeah, okay, that was brilliant. Like, I, I expected you to go in a little bit longer, but, but shit, I should know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> that, was, that, was <laughs> that was great. Uh, Farmer? I'm going to literally echo... What the professor said, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit further. I think um, Ortega's going to knock him out. Ooh. Okay, um, uh, uh, gents, let me pull in, that. In round, let, sorry, round three. Round three, yeah. um, gents, let, let me pull that back a, a, a little bit, like um, like Kaleno in his, in his beautiful silk shirt with a bitch slap. <laughs> um, why, um, uh, professor? Very quick. Why? Do you think your prediction will come to light? Like, why? The reason is based on... Volkanovski is an athlete. Um, he's confident in his abilities. Yeah? He's always, mm. as, as time's gone up, he played as a rugby player as in a small position. Everyone used to doubt him all the time. So he always had, like, a fuck you attitude. And so he will be aware of T-City's grappling game. Yeah? He'll be aware of Ortega's grappling game. And he will come forward like a warrior that he is and say... I have got no problem with this. I can deal with any threat in front of me. And the problem is when that threat is 
I don't know, a thousand Zulu warriors, yeah, all of a sudden against your many confident men, it ain't going to be pretty ending. Yeah? No. And that's no. the problem. Ortega is a killer on the ground, and he's just simply added boxing and his stand-up to something else. Yeah, to, to it. He's that confident on the ground. I wouldn't want to go... I, I, you can't even consider it. And that's the problem. I think Veloski is be his own worst enemy in this fight. That's the problem. Cool. All right. Um, um, Professor, um, I, I ain't picking on you, but I know that you are our locum specialist. Like, if I got a UFC problem, I'm going to go to my local GP, which happens to be a professor. I'm going <laughs> to you. Okay, so I'm going to fire off quick questions, less than 50 seconds. I'm going to go down the card and I just want to get your reason for your prediction. I want you to predict and then the reason why. Uh, Women's flyweight, co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko. What a beautiful name for someone so goddamn deadly. Um, Against Lauren Murphy. Uh, Who's going to win and why? Uh, Shevchenko, generally because I don't think Lauren Murphy has done enough UFC fights um, and has successfully won. I think Shevchenko is going to win the fight and it will be a call out of Amanda Nunes. And I think that'll be it. Okay, I, I like that. You know, I kind of, I kind of resonate with what you're saying there. To be honest, um, I was, I was thinking something different, but what you said there, um, submission or just uh, like striking? I think striking. I can see another head kick. Mm. Okay. Middleweight. Middleweight. Nick smoking weed in California doing triathlons for fun because you're you're a nut-nut with your brother. Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. Who's going to win and how or why, really? Why and how together? Originally, I was going with Nick, but as you've just read there, there's been drama the last 24 hours about weight. I don't know if you know about this coach too. Um, I'm not aware of that. Please, like, in, enlighten okay. me and, and everyone else that press play. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be at welterweight, and literally within the last 24 hours, next to a mound, and his did his normal thing. And go, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm fighting a middleweight. And uh, uh, Robbie Lawler has done his typical, I don't know, jockish type of mentality of like, yeah, sure, whatever, fight's a fight, whatever, blah 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 blah. Don't care. Just let me get paid and get on and do my job type thing. So there's no care in the world. I'm now, I originally was backing Nick in this and I still want him to win as a bit of a fan. I now have real concerns about why he's having to drop this last minute unless he's that prepared. If you're that prepared for a fight, you wouldn't give, you, you wouldn't change your weight last minute uh, this soon. Do you see what I mean? So I'm going to have to edge towards Robbie even after a bet on Nick. This is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think um, Nick Nick is a, he, he's not a, a newbie. He's, he's a thoroughbred with, with 26 um, victories in, in, in UFC. He's a thoroughbred and he's had way more um, overall, um, you know, c- contest in UFC. Um, yeah, something's not right there, to be honest. Uh, I, I'll go with Robbie Lawler. I think Robbie Lawler is gonna gonna bang him out and maybe even flip it on us, um, bang him out, dizzy him up because the, the Diaz brothers really uh, lose their consciousness and Lawler might just strangle him. I think he might bang him out and catch him in the rear naked. I'm, I'm gonna go for that. Yeah, I'm gonna put my cards on the table. I think Robbie Lawler overhand rights, gets him dizzy, goes on the floor, strangles him, rear naked choke. Uh, heavyweight, heavyweight, heavyweight. Curtis Blades versus Rosenstrike. Uh, who's going to win? Why and how? 
Blade, ground and pound TKO over Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike's up and coming, but I can't see how he would have improved his wrestling that much. Blade can already stand up quite well. Unfortunately, he's been given as a sacrificial lamb to a few too many heavy hitters, a.k.a. Mr. Possum and uh, Engano, but he's a very good caliber. And so I think Blades will dominate Rosenstrike and be like, welcome to the heavyweights, bitch. This is the caliber you're looking at. Sort your shit out. Which I feel sorry for Rosenstrike and because I know he's up and coming. And so he's, he's taken on some big, big mam- mammoth of people before getting to the heavyweight division. But we'll see. I could be completely wrong with that. It's heavyweights. One punch could change it all. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong with that. Um, I, I would. I would disagree that he's he, he's um, like, for example, he's not not ready. I think Rosenstrike. I'm looking at the stats now, and he's he's got 12 victories with only two KOs, and that's not a bad record in UFC. That's not bad as a heavyweight, and he's against Curtis, that's got 14 wins, three losses. So let me. I think I said two KOs. My bad. It was Rosenstrike with twelve wins, two losses. Yes. Yeah. yeah my bad. There. Uh, my bad. My lips are a bit big and dry. My bad. Um. Let's move on quick, swiftly. Let's fly. Let's go to the flyweight, women's flyweight. Jessica Andrade, which I really do like her style, versus Cynthia Calvalio, which sounds like she designs very nice pencil dresses. Um. Who's going to win and why and how, Professor? What do you think? Uh, Jessica Andre, um, Cynthia hasn't got the experience. She's lost too many recently. And like her previous records are not looking great, if I'm honest. Um, she, Jessica Andrade will be looking to make a statement after fighting some of the meanest, baddest motherfuckers in the world <laughs> in, that, in, the, in the women's UFC. <laughs> Like she's fought Rose twice, she's fought Shevchenko, right? She's done everything, and so she's she will be coming back with a vengeance to prove and stamp her name on that division and say, I am still here and I'm going to be after that title very soon. So I feel sorry for Cynthia, I think she's going to get steamrolled probably with a KO. Ooh, you know what? That's a very, very beautiful point there. Like Andrade's got 30 fights in the octagon, 30 fights, which is a massive amount of experience underneath the lights. And Cynthia's only got uh, 11. And 11 against 30. Even amateur boxing. Like, you fight someone that's got 30 fights. I don't... Whatever they win or lose, that's still a challenge for you because you got to get past their experience. Um, I think that's a very, very, very good point there. Um, side note. Side note. Professor, do you think we're being a little bit cheated with regards to the level playing field of Cynthia versus Jessica do you think this is this is not really um, we, we like to see the best fight the best and do you think this is just like you you know when you okay maybe she's just being fed to the wolves but what does that do for the viewers we want to see the best versus the best you know we I know you don't want to see uh, uneven playing field so is like are we being shortchanged here no, I think it's just a temporary setup for the next fights, if I'm honest. Like, if I said to you, then all of a sudden, Jessica Andre versus Lauren Murphy, how would that make you feel? Mm, that make me feel um, more competitive. Yeah, that's what I mean. And the problem is, is that because of how a lot of the women's UFC fights happen, there doesn't seem to be this upper echelon of, like, like three or four fighters all fighting each other for that title. It seems to be one person at a time goes to the title. And then it's like, ah, oh, who's next? We'll wait to see what happens. 
Now, because Jessica Andre, obviously her name's been chucked around obviously quite a bit. She's obviously fought Rose twice. She obviously fought Shevchenko. All of a sudden, she's she's like second tier, yeah? And the problem is, is that I don't think there's anyone else underneath her. And so they have to set up a fight to get her presence around. And so I could easily see Valentina winning, calling out Amanda Nunes, because I know she's been talking about that title, and Jessica Andre saying, ah, oh, well, she might call out Laura Murphy and say, hey, look, we both lost the champ. Let's square off and see, obviously, who next, who's who's next for her. I can even see Shevchenko even vacating her belts just to go after um, Amanda Nunes. And I can see those two fighting off. That's my prediction, so. Yes. So, um, Professor, that, that was um, that was good. That that quick fire round was was really good, and um, yeah, there, there's some uh, most of the stuff I agreed with. Some of the stuff uh, I I didn't, but that <laughs> that's why I love speaking to you because this is not a a collection and a gathering of yes men. This is a collection and a gathering of uh of of beings that just have their own individual unique opinion on the beautiful beautiful brutal strategy and that's what i love personally and um going to beautiful opinions and strong opinions mm. farmer farmer um hello t- t- what do you think what what type of fertilizer can you throw on um what i've just said and and to be honest do you do you want me to quick fire you or do you want me to um no 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 this is a card do you think sir do you think this is a card um professor and coach t of upsets I'm going to say four. I like to say five of the five will be upsets. Brian Ortega will win. I think Lauren Murphy is going to be tough. I think uh, Shevchenko last two fights haven't been great. I can see possibly upset. I've got banana skin. I really do. Lauren Murphy at the moment is ascending. Um, Robbie Lawler will beat Nick Diaz quite comfortable. Um, uh, the Dutch, oh, sorry, the, the Suriname kick um, boxer will knock out um, Curtis Blaze. The reason why Curtis Blaze's last two fights have, have, have gone to sleep. He is now his punch resist, his resistance is gone. He's going against one of the most vicious kickboxers in the world. Um, the last fight, Josh Andre should win that quite comfortable, but the, the four above will be upsets. Uh. Mm, that's that's Sorry, um that's an interesting I gotta point. Chuck, I got to chuck in one thing here. I'm yeah, sorry. How can you that? say Valentina Shevchenko last fight was poor? She had Jessica Andre in a crucifix position and was elbowing her in the face. Yeah, yeah right. To get to that position is not okay. easy enough as it no, is. I agree. I, I agree. That's why I said Mrs. Murphy's on the ascend. She struggled the first couple of rounds against uh, Jessica. Uh, and um, it was stalemate-ish. It wasn't her. She hasn't been um, the same um, Shevchenko uh, of, uh, of, say, last year, year before, where she every time she walked in that octagon, she was uh, magnificent. She's been a bit bitty in my eyes. I think Murphy's going to give her a good old tussle, and I'm looking forward to that. That might be my banana skin of, of, the, of this fight, of this card. I can see Brian winning. I can see Robbie putting Nick to sleep, and I could definitely see um, uh, Josino Rosenstruck put 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 his putting his his um his his um his hit upon um uh, Mr. Blades. The last fight, uh, Jessica, if she loses that, she needs to. I don't know. She shouldn't lose that at all. But I think this card, be viewers out there, please listen to me. This is going to be a card of upsets. You think so? I, I personally, I think um. Um, Volkanovski, I, I think his style is suited to um, chop down Brian Ortega. I, I think Brian Ortega, I think he's slick, but I, I, I don't think he'll be able to um, 
contend with the with the tempo. Personally, I think Volonovsky, I'm gonna say this right now, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, but he's the favorite. He, he's the favorite, isn't he? What I'm saying is that the, the actual lead, the, the, the main personnel is like um, Volonovsky, um, Shashenko, um, Diaz, Curtis Blades, and Jessica. They're all favorites. So what I'm saying, and the people that are fighting, their opponents are fighting, aren't favorites. So that's why I'm saying Otega will win. I'm looking. I think Murphy's going to give her a good. I think that's a banana skin personally, and I can, can't see Robbie Lawrence Lewitt losing, but he's not favorite. Um, nor is um. So. Hold on, Robbie's already lost to Nick before, once before. Yeah, there's that great interview with Nick who's saying like, "Oh, you're you're not you're not a knockout artist, are you?" He says, "Why am I not a knockout artist? And what did he do? He TKO'd the guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. How Nick Nick Diaz hasn't fought in a competitive fight for what six years, five, six years, four, five years? And you're you're telling me the Diaz brothers don't ever keep up their, their their athleticism the guys love doing triathlons for fun yeah we're, we're on about fitness are we come on we're on about fighting you know come on let's be honest nick uh, and his brother what great performance the, they done the street fighters like let's be real that ain't gonna go from anywhere he's kept on training he loves his training he loves i agree I, I agree i can see robbie lola putting him to sleep uh the cold Curtis, the Curtis Blade situation, right? Rosenstrike, last guy for Augusta Saki. Who the hell is he? But he, okay, but Rose, yeah, yeah, my, my point. Yeah. Okay, that's Who a very good point. Uh, but that's that's right. a very good point. That's the point that you made when it came down to Khabib, but no one wanted to listen to that. So, well, let's get. Well, I, I hear you, Professor. But the thing is, right? Blades have been put to sleep on, on, on two of his last three fights. Not just put when I say put to sleep completely oxygen white eyes this guy is now his resistance is gone you know that in heavyweight you you get hit three two to three times in that in the octagon your resistance goes rapidly yeah, he lost, he look lost at the ice man. he lost his fact that he lost his loss to Derek lewis before that he beat volkov before that he beat the santos yeah um, he lost I, I, i'm on about the knockouts his last off knockouts he had Derek lewis yeah francis and garno now, bearing in mind, if we look at the timings of it, Ngannou was in 2018, yeah? Lewis was in 2021. All right, that's fairly recent. I'll give you that. In between there, he's not been knocked out at all. He's been winning everything. Right, he's yeah. He's over people. I just don't see him beating um, our, our Suriname kickboxer, mate. I can, I can see his going lights out. I really can. Mm. We'll that's that's, that's, we'll that's a good point there. Um, <laughs> um, Farmer, though. I think when you was mentioning about like punch resistance with regards to when you're getting knocked out, and I do agree with that. I think I think I think I think fighters lose a little bit of their overall armor. Like they lose a little bit of themselves when they get knocked out, even if it's like a zero point zero one percent of of confidence. You know, honestly, I I do think they they lose a little bit of themselves as you have wars and battles. And I do call a war and a battle is when you've been sparked out, even if it was like zero point certain seconds when, when like McGregor did Aldo, you, it was still a war, you know, you got- And, and look how long, look how t- did it take Aldo to recover for that. Yeah, um, but, but one thing, one thing I must say though, the difference is in heavyweights, in heavyweights, that is part and parcel of the game. You can get a, a uncrafted heavyweight boxer that catches like remember Lennox Lewis and and Raheem Raheem yeah. he his eyes were closed in that shot 
his eyes were closed. He swung and you got tagged because of the, the mass, the mass of this individual that's throwing this educated muscle memory punch. Shit. If, if Tyson Fury, people say he can't bang, mate, most people who'll bang them out with his 17 stone. Like, it's, it's just, it's an actual... Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. These are 12 ounces gloves. These are four ounces gloves. Yes, yeah, so far more. Right. So wouldn't that be a, a caveat it, to heavyweight fighting? Absolutely, Polax with a very... A, come on, man. He should have never knocked out with an uppercut, please. No. Uh, uppercut. Are you talking the, about Blade? Blur, and, um, yeah, the beast. The beast. But yeah, he oh, put him to oh, sleep. Put him to okay. sleep. Resistance is gone. And I will be proven okay. on, on next week when we have this... Our, our pre uh, our, our review on this, mm-hmm. you're gonna say, guys. Yeah, professor, he... did Go you on. see that? Professor, did you see what the beast did when he took a step back, loaded that uppercut beautifully, anatomically correct m- movement of mass into my man's chin? Did you see that move? That that was yeah. a beautiful fucking strike. That was the thing of Derek Lewis playing possum until the right point. Like it, it frustrates me, if I'm honest. But Come on, I think Farmer. The... That wasn't luck. That was an sh- educated strike. I didn't say it was luck. No, I didn't say I'm it was luck. I'm going to chuck something else in the mix here, right? Curtis Blaze, last performance of the night, yeah? Probably fought the most probably... I don't know, what's, what's the word? No, what's the word? Highly High-caliber kickboxer of the UFC has ever had, right? And that performance of the night was against... Alistair Overeem. Uh. Yeah? And you're telling me that another highly reputable kickboxer is going to do him over? I can't see it. Well, yeah. I'm, the reason why I'm saying it because Curtis's last fight was against the Beast and not in February. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The last fight was six months, um, five, six months ago and he was put to sleep. And he'd be put to sleep again. He's going to be hesitant He's gonna be hesitant. He's got a guy who can back, not just bang with his fist. He's excellent on 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 on, on with his legs as well. That, that's a good point, Farmer. That's that's. Right, a good you point. need to remember last, it. Last it's how, it's how fights. It's like the last fight. That type of stuff before. Yeah, the last person, obviously, Rosenstrike should have been all over Cyril Garn, but Cyril Garn beaten by decision. I don't. Think Cyril Garn is the man. The Cyril Garn is the man, isn't he? Cyril Garn is I the think, man. I see Curtis Bay having a bigger, higher fight IQ than what he does with the Rosenstrike. Yeah, that's just my view on it. I might be completely wrong, but I have a feeling Curtis Blades' IQ and his team is a lot more higher fighter IQ than Rosenstrike's team. So, I so think profess- that will be a big difference. So, pro- so Professor, as you say that, that makes me think, um, based on what you said, that that's pro- um, provoked me to think, um, would, would a higher IQ also translate into, if I have more options to defeat my opponent, would add to my IQ because I think Kurt's Blade has more options to defeat Rosenstrike than Rosenstrike has against um, Blades. That's my point. That's my point. I, I just, as, I, as I've said, Professor, and I'm going to keep saying this, I'm going to, till I labor the point, the fighting game now has moved on another, never, another um, dimension as, or, or a realm, as, as Coach T was saying. <laughs> right? Yeah, the kickboxers now are starting to switch on. They're starting to attack the calves. As I keep saying to the viewers out there, and one day someone's going to understand me, you get a guy for basketball court who's had 10, 12 fights and now the interim world champion. Yeah, Cyril Gang. He's just, the point fighters now, in, especially in the heavyweights, are starting to be the men. Look at um, Francis. Francis had to completely change his game. Completely change his game. Cyril Gang changed his game. And you will see changing of the styles. The wrestlers now, 
the, the, the wrestling, it works only so point because now you've got to learn, if you learned, which um, um, Francis have got now learned, how to do take down defence, you just take away their legs now. That's what Surogan's doing. That's what um, um, Rosenthal would do. Uh, Rosenthal, I can't say his name, would do on this weekend. He'd take his legs because wrestlers love to dive in, take their legs, and you put them to sleep. The, the, the sport now has changed. Point fighting is dominating it. And that's why uh, Otega will, 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 will because he's also good on the ground, he will do point fighting and he'll beat Alex. Murphy. Uh, this is my point I've said to you about Cyril Garn several times. There's never been a heavyweight wrestler to go and grab the fucker. Yeah? Because they can't, because he, he's taken away their legs. As, as, no, um, Derek I... Lewis waits there for the perfect punch and just simply doesn't even bother with half the stuff. Curtis Blaze is the only big wrestler they got in that division. And all of a sudden, he's not fought Cyril Garn. That's the point. Oh, come on, mate. Cyril Garn will put him to sleep. He, Cyril Garn is only heavyweight. Is only heavyweight. Probably Stipe, possibly Stroke. We don't know John Jones yet. The only heavyweight moves like a middleweight. Moves like a middleweight. The takedown defense now with these guys are brilliant. Francis, a guy in 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 the salt mines next to me, he's he, he can, he's, t- he's defending against one of the best wrestlers in the division. Come on, it, it, it's, it's against Stipe, you know. He's a boxer. He's a boxer, but he's a he's a also a wrestler, a competent collegiate wrestler. Remember, these American guys within the UFC are collegiate wrestlers. Yeah? yeah, and you're getting this is, your... what, this is what Curtis Bates has got. He's got his like reputation with wrestling. He's got a high caliber of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. but what what I'm saying is, he'll have a point fighter of the weekend will move and take those yeah. legs away. It's the what new thing. Edison, what happened? What happened to Edison Barboza and Khabib? That's a point fighter versus a wrestler. Look how that ended. Uh, 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 Khabib's on drugs. Simple as that. Hold on. I put, I put a good point and you've literally gone, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's literally what you just said then. No. He's on drugs. That's my answer. <laughs> Barboza put him, put some chin wax on him and he never budged, mate. No way was that. That's not human. So, um, I, I, Khabib is illegal. Um, sorry, Khabib. I don't believe you're not on drugs, mate. Simple as that. Why have you run away from the UFC when you're on top? Mm, I wonder why. Mother's, mother's, mother's wishes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mother knows this. So, yeah, utter rubbish, mate. Yeah, if you're at the top of your game, you want to dominate and be the world's best, you're playing football, go ahead and enjoy yourself playing football. Yes, any Khabib lovers out there, I've said it, right? He is a fraud. And I'm going to make, I don't have no, um, no, no, I was going to say no respect. <laughs> You better edit, all right? Because I don't want the mafia coming out. But the thing is, I don't believe, I don't believe, I just don't, I believe point fighters will dominate the sport going forward and we will see a display come the weekend. And Mrs. Murphy. Stephen Thompson, Usman, like it's never, yeah, it's it's like it's always been an ongoing battle. It's this like vicious cycle, a cycle of like different styles of fighting. Yeah, it happens all the time. Eventually, Damian Meyer comes on to one of these point fighters and wraps them up and goes, yeah, there's a thing. Damian Meyer can't do it anymore. Nonetheless, nonetheless, excuse me, gents. Nonetheless, um, I'd like to put that uh, that question to um, Professor because I think both of you got a, a very good um, perception of this. Um, <laughs> what you said there, farmer, that 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 piece of fertilizer that you, you threw down on the floor there of the platform, it didn't stink that much, and it made sense to me that point fighting 
it seems to be um, uh, being it's more successful at the moment. What about if I say that point yeah, fighting yeah. system is more successful at the moment the data shows that even conor mcgregor comes from a point fighting system he does tweak it don't get me wrong we're not talking exact qatar shit here it shit it has to be tweaked it has to be tweaked and it is tweaked um wonder boys tweaked it not as good as mcgregor but you know there's other variables in there showmanship and blah 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 but yeah a point fighting is he point fighting is is coming to us a, a slight four here and and before point fighting I remember, um, I remember the ground and pound. I remember the wrestling. I remember the Matt Hughes. I, I remember Henderson. All right, maybe he didn't make it to the top, top, top. But that type of collegiate wrestling ground and pound, even I put John GSP. Jones in there. I don't even think John Jones point fight. Yeah, GSP. Yeah, GSP. Point, point yes. fighter. Mr. Point. He yes. came from, he was a, no, he, was a point, he wrestled as well. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. And, and he, he did do a little bit he of wrestling. He was a karate. And, and before that. He's come he, from karate. He, started, he did, but why did he not stick with it? Take Henry Cejudo. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah, <laughs> Olympic wrestler. Took on D, uh, uh, DJ, yeah, Mr. Point fighter. Yeah, and look what happened there. But he's run away. Why has he run away? Mm. And these are, I'm sorry, I'm questioning these people. I'm questioning a lot of these people now. The UFC, the UFC, especially America, the US, say, and the Russian boys. Yes, I said it. Why are they running away? Why are they getting caught? Yeah, why why are Russian? Who? Cejudo, Henry Cejudo no, was a Russian. DC is American. No, I just said the Americans and the Russians. The Americans and the Russians, I said. I said, Khabib's Russian. He's under, he's, he's, um, He's been yeah. safeguarded by 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 the estate, and his name is Putin. So we're never going to catch drugs <laughs> with him. We're never going to catch drugs with him, are we? Of course we're not, because Putin's behind it. Yes, I said it, Putin. Right? You know, so we're never going to never going to be caught in any way because someone's going to go missing. Okay, so so drugs to one side, gents, gents, gents. Drugs to one side. I would love to to pose this question from from Farmer. What he was saying, which is a very valid point at the moment. The point fighting is kind of taking over that um, collegiate wrestling ground and pound that used to dominate the championships. Yeah, if, if you had wrestling and a good stand up, that you you there was a good chance you could win. And before then, yeah, Gracie Jiu Jitsu and so on. But if the future is point fighting, um, Professor, do you do you where do you see it evolving? So, so if point fighting has got champions, it, where do you see it evolving, in your opinion? It will keep on going round in circles. And it's the same thing. Think of it like fashion trends. It, it all does the same thing, right? Specify the circles low, of what? Circles of, of combat techniques different and Different styles. People will be focusing on different things, yeah? The problem is with point fighting, yeah, is your judges to be in your favour, right? And so... The big thing is, and you take this to even like the bare basics of jiu-jitsu practice, obviously the Gracies and what they said, their ethos was not to win by points. Their, the way that they win was by a submission, by a knockout, by your opponent saying they can't do anything more. Yeah, And that is the effort, essence of UFC. It originally used to be called, back in the day, Ballet Tudo. Yeah? A fight which had no time limits, no scoring systems. It went on for as long as it needed to until someone gave up. Right? That's the core generals of it. How you got to it was completely up to you. And the problem is with the point fighters, they'll dip in and dip out. But guess what? If I know you're going to be doing that all the time, I'm just going to rubby tackle you to the floor. 
Yeah. And we look at Connor, who used to point fight. And what happened when he came up with someone who knew a bit of jiu-jitsu? Nick Diaz was the first, Nate Diaz was the first person to show that. Yeah. He then fought Khabib. Yeah. And those point fighters get eaten up very quickly because they can't adjust. What I think is going to come more and more prominent is high quality MMA fighters because we're getting enough young guys who are starting MMA at a young age. And that's all they know is mixed martial arts. They don't know just jujitsu and they're trying to add boxing in. They don't know just boxing and they're trying to add wrestling in. These guys do everything. Sugar Sean O'Malley is a perfect example of that. Paddy the Baddy is a good example of that. Yeah. And that's what I think is going to evolve. And there's just going to be different trends. Look at leg locks. They became very popular at one point. Little things like that. Then all of a sudden they've gone and disappeared. Yeah. The oblique kick. I can imagine that's going to come around and be used even more. That's, yeah. That is the one, mate. That's that's part of the point fighting. Um, or the bleak kick is the one, mate. They're taking a calf from that. It's almost impossible. Once you've got that down. And also the, 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 the involvement of athletes. As I yeah, said, I, viewers, I think, Rob, I think Rob Funt's one of them as well, to be yeah. honest. I think he's cut from that same oh, yeah. freestyle club. Right? When you get a young man at 20, two and a half years ago playing basketball, is now the number two fighter in the world in heavyweight, I'm sorry, is athletes and, and point fighters. That's proven. That's He shouldn't be even in the UFC. Mm. Mm. If you're throwing a leg, that instantly goes to me as a, as a grappler. It's like, oh, great, I'm going to go and single leg you. I've got a leg in front of me. Yeah? You're off balance. You've got one leg up in the air. Yeah? Like, look at MVP. He got cleaned out with a kick, leg kick and a knee to the head. Mm. Yeah? That, but but that's, the, that's the chess game, guys. That That is the chess game. And, um, that's the MMA. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's what it is. It's going to be a mixture of everything and it will go in cycles. Yeah, look at how flares are coming back into fashion now. Who the fuck knew that was going to happen? <laughs> viewers, before we, before we go, viewers, I, before, I need to get this in. Yes, Four God. out of the five contents this weekend will be upsets. Definitely three. I'm looking, I'm, I'm begging, I'm, 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 I ain't going to lie, I'm putting my fingers crossed for Murphy. But before it be it be a big upset this weekend. Mark my words on it. And that and that's farmer is that that's farmer's last sprinkling of, of yes. fertilizer of knowledge on on the floor on the platform there, yeah. And and um, professor, could I have can I have yours likewise? Your your conclusion with regards to <laughs> um, yeah, just this is pre-show in it. So what do you think? The flow is it going to be upsets? Is it going to be strategical? What do you think, sir? Well, look, I'm not encouraging betting here, but I've put a little bet on, and I've simply gone Andrade, uh, Marlon Moraes, which we never got to, but that's another story, Valentina Shevchenko, Nick Diaz, Brian Ortega, Curtis Blades. We got we got some money on that, and that should be coming our way if it comes through about £300 off the £10 I put in there. So that's my that's my prediction. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That sounds better than a cryptocurrency. And, and, and deep down in my heart, I would love you to see it, but you're not going to be you're not going to be buying a couple of bottles of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you can afford some Guinness though. What about Guinness? A nice okay. one. <laughs> oh, thank you, gents. Thank you so much for uh, a really good, insightful um, pre-show, um, guys. This 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 one's a gem. I, re I really think this one's a gem. And maybe you agreed with some of the stuff that we were saying. Maybe you didn't. But either way, I hope it put a um, put put a smile on your your face, and you just enjoyed how we we butterflied across this brutal brutal game of mixed martial arts and and the sweet science of boxing because it is brutal easy for us to talk you know in the comfort of our homes but th those guys that have the shit on the line there's so much going on in that in that chessboard of life um first of all uh farmer 
thank you for coming on the show, sir. Um, and your last words. Um, I just, oh, I just can't wait for next week's um review on my predictions. And thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, viewers, and thank you, Professor, and thank you, Coach T. I will be proven right. Good day. Good day. Sounds like a, you know what? You sound like a, like a, like a police officer. I've, I've had to arrest you, but nonetheless, have a good day. (laughs) 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 Professor, um, once again, thank you for your insights because this, this UFC pre-show is, is more inspired by your knowledge. And, um, like I said, I, I can't do this without, without, um, the input of other like-minded, talented individuals that just share the passion as I do. Um, any last words, sir? Yeah, just thanks for having me on, Coach T. It's always a pleasure to talk about it. It's obviously a great conversation, obviously, with Rico. We're seeing, obviously, if the farmer can maybe go up a level to, I don't know, uh, what would you call it? More than just a farm hand, I mean, a farm owner, <laughs> sort of closer to, a far, to professor levels, we'll see how his predictions go. Um but again, thanks for having me on. I can't wait for the uh, future cards to come up. So we've got some big, absolute awesome cards oh, coming up in the next couple it. of weeks as well. So we'll shall see. So. Just yeah. asking yeah, where, he, where, where he eats his carrots and apples and cider from me. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's all good. A gentleman, absolute pleasure um i really enjoyed this one i I think you can hear it in my voice and my tone i did i I really enjoyed this one and guys you press play you stayed with us this long thank you and um i hope you're you're feeling it and remember take a look at these fights see what we're saying if it matches up see if what we're saying adds more of a color and an illustration to what you are viewing to what you're viewing based on the background knowledge that we've shared with you hopefully it gives a bit more of a perspective to the fights that you're seeing okay and remember 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 if you need some guidance some signposts within your physical life trying to get your your mind right and your body tight check out www.secrettouchhealth.co.uk www.secrettouchhealth.co.uk coach t i'm your host episode 23 pull back bitch slap <laughs>